0: We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We as a family are praying for you, and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's pray, Father. In the name of Jesus, we'll forever thank you and bless your holy name. We ask for your involvement. We ask for your blessing upon today's work. We do it in the name of your only begotten Son. May your will and only your will be done. Grant us receptivity. May I no lack any good sin, knowing that it is your elect, your children, that have guarded this wonderful day. You are a good God. We are a merciful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Today, we just want to start a new series in continuation of what the Lord has been leading us to, and it's learning from Jesus, learning from Jesus. But I'll just beg of you, because this is very heavy. So please take note of every scripture that we'll read. Being the introduction, we are going to read a number of scriptures. My attempt is to persuade you. My attempt is to convince you. My attempt is to reason with you. But I'm believing that the spirit of the living God will take these lips of clay and drive this message home. Grant me all the clarity how to put everything together. I personally feel this is one of the most important messages that we should hear right after we are saved. Glory be to God. Because it will save us thoroughly. Not only save us thoroughly. But I tell you, the sky will be the limits. Amen. Now, I read from our verse of scripture, Matthew chapter 11, and I'm going to read from 27 all through to 30. And it says, Jesus, 27 is my favorite, right? Why is it my favorite? Because Jesus is saying clearly that this God that we are serving, this is God almighty the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that has caused us to gather the God that we are representing. Nobody knows him, but it is only him, Jesus, that can reveal him unto us. This makes Jesus very important. And also, this makes Jesus qualified for a person that can really show us the way and teach us. Amen. And I read, again, Matthew chapter 11, 27 to 30. It says, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal. Amen. And i Believe that this verse of scripture is being fulfilled in the name of Jesus. That even as we look into these scriptures, God is being revealed. Jesus is also being revealed by the day in Jesus' name. Verse 28 goes on to say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke upon you, we've talked about it. And learn of me. So here Jesus is requesting that we learn of him, of me. He says, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your soul. Verse 30 says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Glory be to God. So you find out that here, clearly Jesus is requesting that every believer, every believer come and don't only come, but also learn, 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 because he was given as an example unto us. Is somebody hearing me? Now, the Bible says there were a group of people in the book of Acts, people that did it perfectly through teaching. So I see this as a means in which your life will become better if you listen carefully and open your heart to this series. Because I'm going to prove to you that true teaching and through constant fellowship, as you are having right now, as you are fellowshipping right now, what happens is that the hearer becomes better, or the hearer becomes just like what they hear. That is why the Bible tells us that we should take heed what we hear, because it's a means in which, it's a divine means in which you are changed from glory to glory, as the Bible will want us to see. Have it. In Acts chapter 11, when first Christians were mentioned, the Bible says that there was a group in Antioch and they were just like Christ. They were learners of Christ. They were people of Christ and they were disciples of Christ. All these three words means the same. Hallelujah. And I read at chapter 11 from verse 26, it says that, and when he had found him, he brought him onto Antioch and it came to pass, that for a whole year, they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Please take note, how did they become Christ-like? How did they become Christ-like? Somebody may be asking, do we have to be Christ-like? Yes. Do we have to be Christ? Yes. What is God's master plan? God's master plan is that all of us here will be exactly like Jesus everywhere that we are. And that is a good news. That is a good news. And how did these people become Christians? How did these people become Christ-like? How did these people become learned? Christ wasn't there. But the Bible says that Paul was found. And they came to Antioch and a whole year, they gathered people and taught them. So as you are hearing this teaching, something good is happening to you. Something good is happening to you. I can testify in my own life, how God separated me and put me into a church. Glory be to God. The Bible says that for a whole year, they assembled themselves in the church and they were taught, they taught much people and the disciples there were called Christians Now, I'll tell you another story here in Acts. Interesting. In Acts chapter 26, it so happened that Paul, at his defense, in the presence of Kenagripa, as he was preaching, he could tell that Kenagripa was moved. And this happened. Okay, Christianity was also mentioned here. Meaning that he was preaching, and the hearer was being converted. And the hearer knew that was being converted, but was resisting it. And he made this statement in Acts chapter 26, and I start from verse 27. Listen to this. He says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophet? I know that thou believest, Because obviously when you are preaching and you look at your congregation, you can tell who is receptive, who is at that time at the same level with you, understanding the message. The Bible says verse 28, then can Agrippa said to Paul, almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. To be persuaded in the name of Jesus. Hearing, you know this means? This is one of the blessed means. He says he will give you pastors after his own heart. Who will feed you with knowledge? Because you find out that the conversion, people do not take this serious. But I tell you, in the ways of God, great conversion, great conversion, great conversion comes to the hearers. This is an incident of Crenagraper sitting there and Paul defending himself why he is in chain because he preached about the Lord Jesus Christ why he is in chain then this statement comes out meaning that these people knew these people knew that there is a great miracle there is a great conversion as you hear the word of God now look at verse twenty nine Paul said I would to God that not only thou but Also, all that hear me this day were both almost and together, such as I am, except the bond. We're trying to say that, listen, you know, I'm defending myself, but there can be a divine connection that can convert you, translate you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light through my preaching. Then he says that, I would to God that not only you through my hearing will be like me a believer like me and this is somebody who can vouch his chest and say that I did it so well because I am a follower it's a follow me even as I follow Christ and look at what Paul did and he says that, listen just this 15 minutes of defending myself I don't only want you to be Christian but everybody hearing me in the uh um, King's court would also be a Christian apart from will be like me apart from the bonds because obviously they've chained him. You get it? They've chained him. So he says that, you see, so if 15 minutes can bring this breakthrough, then please, let's watch what we hear. This same Paul in Lystra, within a few minutes, somebody has not walked before. So you see, if you are inviting somebody or you are sending a message for a family or somebody to be paying attention to preaching, little would you know The blessing you are sending that person. Because that person's situation can change instantly. Is somebody hearing me? You know, sometimes we don't put value on what we are doing. But if you go deep, if you go deep and analyze these things, I tell you, our breakthrough, we miss our breakthrough probably on a weekly basis. So every time I pray, then when I hear, you also have to pray for yourself that what God intend for you to get, whatever deliverance, are you there? You know, sometimes as you are going and you are coming, you are going and you are coming, people are orchestrating, people are holding meetings, whether good or bad about you, but let God's will be done. Is somebody hearing me? Many times we come and through the anointing of the man of God, certain things are pronounced and cancelled. In our lives, in Jesus' mighty name. Is somebody being blessed? Is somebody learning something here? Now, listen to what Jesus said about his ministry. Are you there with me? Why we should learn from Jesus? Even as I said, that we are going to read a number of verses of Scripture just to take off. Amen. In Luke Chapter 6, and I read from 39 to 41, okay? This is what Jesus said about you and I. He says, and he speak a parable unto them. He says that, can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall in the ditch? Verse 40, he said, the disciple, that is somebody learning, is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect, shall be like his master. What is Jesus trying to tell us? Jesus is trying to tell us that we can be like him. It takes perfection. Are you there with me? remember in Matthew? I believe Matthew chapter 5 verse 48. It says that we were commanded, be thou perfect, even as my heavenly father is perfect. Are you there with me? But it says that, you see, as we are learning, a person learning from Jesus, learn with the hope that you obtain. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I believe, Verse 26, 25, 26, 27, thereabout. The Bible says that we all run in a race, but it's not everybody that obtain a prize. So run that you may obtain a prize. Now, Christianity, many are called, but few are chosen. Are you there with me? So if Jesus is telling us this, then God's master plan is that every one of us will rise. Rise, rise to death, capacity. Rise to function like Jesus in your little corner. Are you there? And as in this series, we are going to I'm going to show you that Jesus only didn't preach. But there were certain practical things that happened that he had an upper hand. And I see that happening to you in the name of Jesus. The only thing which is not mentioned about Jesus is marriage. But there are other practical things that are happening to us. Are you there? So don't ever think that this anointing or learning from Jesus is going to make you a preacher. No. Whichever way you find yourself, you take control. Whether it's a storm that comes, whether it's water that has to be changed in a function, whatever, whatever the means, whatever it takes, is somebody hearing me? Now, let me just say this. Concerning Jesus, are you there with me? One of the things that he says, or did I finish reading it? He goes on to say, one of the things that they say about Jesus, why we should learn from him, is that, you know, sometimes people say, follow me, or do uh, what I say, but don't do what I do. Are you there? Please, if you find any, if you want to know where to belong, any time you hear such a statement, advise yourself. Advise yourself. Because where it's true, okay, where the mission is true and is divine, what is happening is that the person who is preaching also does the word. You cannot have somebody doing teaching the word and his lifestyle totally different. Is somebody hearing me? People that run about from place to place. Because of signs and wonders. Take note of this verse of scripture. Jesus makes this statement. In Acts chapter 1, verses 1, describing Jesus. The Bible says, The former treatise, the former treatise I have made known, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach began to do and to teach. Jesus talked about the Pharisees, that they sit in the seat, because you could tell that they sit in the seat of Moses. So what they tell you is important, but don't do what they do. Because what they tell you and what they do is so, so much different. Are you there with me? So, 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 so much different. And this is a problem in Christianity. Please listen to me. Sometimes I want to find out where to fellowship. If you find somebody sitting in the seat of Moses, what he tells you do, but do not do what he does. Then please advise yourself. Advise yourself quickly. Advise yourself quickly because it has been a problem in Christianity, and that problem will be solved today in Jesus' mighty name. Are you there with me? So he found out that somebody that really rose up and did exploit. He wrote to thirds of the New Testament as Apostle Paul, but listen to what he says in First Corinthians chapter. 11 verse 1, it says, Be ye followers of me, even as I follow Christ. Be ye followers of me, even as I follow Christ. Be ye followers of me. So he himself was a follower. There was a great church that was doing exploits, doing well. Miracle signs and wonders were happening. But one of the things that was said about the Galatian church, I mean, and the Galatian church is that there was a time that they were falling off. They were falling off. They were falling off, were falling off grace. And the Bible makes this statement. Did you learn this of Christ? So if I don't know, each one of us have to learn carefully, look into your Bible, look again, and see, may the Holy Spirit open your eyes to how Christ practically deals with things. Are you there with me? And you see, talking about Christ, I'm just going to compare a few Old Testament figures to tell us that, you know, The same anointing that was on Christ, there were on certain people of old. The wisdom that was on Christ was on Solomon. The spirit of the Lord that was to be a deliverer that was on Christ was also on Samson. Are you there? When we are going to pick certain things, and you find out that uh, it will help us in our generation and to help us now, Hallelujah! Somebody hearing me. The first that I want to talk about, learning from Christ, is how He operated in the anointing. How you operated in anointing, recognize the source of the anointing. Is somebody hearing me? And today, my argument or my reasoning starts from what was said about Christ in Isaiah chapter eleven. And I want to read one and two. The Bible says that there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch, and a branch shall grow. Out of his root. Verse two says, please take note. And the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. And the spirit of wisdom, understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. And the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So seven things have been mentioned there. But let's just take the first one. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. When you read Isaiah chapter 61 from verse one all through, it tells us what the spirit of the Lord does. Okay. Look at it very carefully. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted and to uh, to proclaim liberty to them that are captive and the opening of sight. So you find out that then, Amplify says that it was the Spirit of the Lord God that qualified him to do this. Are you there with me? Meaning that he wasn't naturally going to do this, but it was an invisible force that came onto him. Next week, we're going to talk about how to fight invisible things that, things that we do that has impact in the invisible realm. Is somebody hearing me? And Jesus showed it all that Jesus was there, but in the invisible realm, unseen. He was, in fact, he was a master. Or better still, he had an upper hand or it was controlling the invisible realm. Let not the invisible, let not the invisible realm have power over you. And I'm going to show you certain things that we can do. Is somebody hearing me? But let me go on, right? Here the Bible says clearly that the Spirit of the Living God will come and enable Jesus to do these things. But come again and see the Spirit of the Living God also coming on Samson. Are you there with me? In Judges. Okay. I'm going to read, okay, and you find a certain similarity why we should learn from Jesus. So now I'm going to compare Jesus and Samson. Okay, because the same Spirit of the Lord also came on Samson. But the interesting bit about it is that eh, an angel appeared to Samson's mother, an angel appeared to Jesus' mother. And if you read, you'll be surprised that the angel that appeared to Samson's mother said identical things to, um, Samson. Uh, identical things to Mary, Jesus' mother. The only thing that we know is that the angel that appeared, the only thing we don't know is the angel that appeared to Samson's mother. We don't know the name. But the angel that appeared, we all know. Angel Gabriel, because it's being said, are you there with me? But amazingly, as the two children grew, both of them, their mother knew the destinies of the other children. But one was totally focused, and the other played about are you there with me? And this is what is happening in Christianity. People that have been destined to be great are playing. The same anointing, the same anointing, the same anointing that would that cause somebody to get this breakthrough and do this and that. That same anointing is on you. Paulie, you're not taking it serious. Is somebody hearing me? Now let me read a few verses of scripture. And I take verse 5: the words of the angel. Okay, I take just part of it, okay? he says, lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, okay? And no razor shall touch his head. For the child shall be a Nazareth unto God. Please take note. A Nazareth unto God from the womb. Are you there with me? And he shall bring deliverance. (laughs) Please take note. He shall bring what? Deliverance. Are you there with me? Deliverance, he will deliver... Israel, out of the hands of the Philistines. So he was given, he was the man of the moment, divinely given. Let's jump to verse 24 and 25. Now the child was born. This was long before the child was born, okay? The Bible says that, and the woman, that's Samson's mother, bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. Look at verse 25. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him. A time, in the camp of Dan, between Zorah and e, Esther, Estatol, Estatol. the same Spirit of the Lord. The same Spirit of the Lord. The same Spirit of the Lord. In Luke chapter 4, from verse 18, Jesus went through a season, and he came back, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Here, it is said also in Samson, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. But three things, let's talk about it. Three things was, number one, double standard in the life of Samson. Pastor, why do you say double standard? Yes, because when the child grew, they never cut his hair. They didn't give him alcohol. They said certain things to him. And the child asks, mommy, daddy, why? He says, there is a God in heaven. It is him that is using you. And this is your covenant. This is what you should do for him. And the child said, oh, okay, so this is the source of my power. And this, if the long as I keep my hair uncut, are you there? Meaning that I am reverencing God. So he found out that in Samson's life, he had a form of godliness because he knew that the hair long, the hair uncut, Not drinking of alcohol is something God has said, and I'll do it. But on the other hand, are you there with me? He had another lifestyle that doesn't give glory to God. And so it is with modern day Christianity. You know, sometimes we can mistaken and think, oh, this, our my church friend, he might be the best employee. Oh, this is my church friend. He might be the best friend outside. This is my church friend. But you things that we are hearing about double standards in Christianity, in the church, even in bishopric, pastoral role, double standard, double standard, and that, this is what is happening. The same person will mount the pulpit and the way the miracles and the way the things and the way, you know, Jesus said, I do not know you depart from me. You are a worker of iniquity. Because there are certain things that happen because of the anointing. But the relationship is not there. Are you there with me? Double standard today is killing Christianity. Oh, pastor. Oh, this. But outside and sometimes you'll be wondering why things are not working. On the other hand, look at Jesus' life. That he also grew and they made it known unto him that the anointing is upon you. But steady and one focus in life he was able to accomplish what was asked to accomplish. And one of the things that we will have to know is that uh, every one of us has a calling. And God has a mission for us. Many times. We know the source of the anointing. We know that even through constant Bible reading, you can be heavily anointed. We know that through hearing, you can be heavily anointed. We know that prayer, there are so many roots to a great anointing. But the double standard, the double, even sometimes the choice of friends says a lot about us. Many years ago, when it comes to functions, there you will see people. Recently, we had a few people that had to leave us, just because I just said, why did you serve alcohol? Sometimes when it comes to people's weddings, when it comes to people's uh, engagement, when it comes to people's naming ceremony, then you see their true nature, that you, the pastor, you are really, really deceived, that they have a double standard, they are friends, and what they do outside, but forgetting that they have been caught And it is that anointing that is going to see them through every aspect of their life. You don't want to wait like Samson's case. You know, one of the sad things that was said about Samson. Have you seen it before? In Judges chapter 16, verse 20, it's very sad. Another thing about Solomon. The Bible says that Solomon loved many women and his heart departed from God. But Samson's own is very scary. Look at it. He says that, and she said, you know, he's put his head on Delilah's tie. And one may ask that that fortify the anointing. Are you there? That does fortify. You see, Christianity is said that one of the things that you have to know is that nothing is going to stop you to fornicate. Nothing is going to stop you to do immoral things. No power is going to drag you out. Or you have to make a conscious effort. Paul says in First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27, he says, after I preach to others, he says, I keep my body under. He says, I keep it under subjection, lest I'll be a castaway. Because uh, preachers are not exempted. The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3, he's trying to say that there are certain things that should be named. You can take it away from your life, meaning that there is no, you have to make a conscious effort. So every one of us can put our head on a lady's lap. And the lady questioning you, that what's the source of your power? What's the source of your power? Knowing that you know the source of your power, but you didn't pay attention to the source of your power. If Jesus could rise up a great while before, the, before he go, he knew the source of his power. He knew the source of his power. But don't make a mistake and think that it's only preaching. But I tell you, you also have to pay your bills. And Jesus paid his bills. Jesus paid his bills supernaturally. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? So let me continue to talk about this Christianity. The Bible says that when they came out of Egypt, there were many, they all passed through, but with many of them, God was not pleased with them. Listen to the end of this man. The man knows how to pray. How do you know the man knows how to pray? The Bible says that when, before he was born, his mother and father prayed. And they prayed that the angel should come again. The angel that gave the first announcement, and the angel came again. But throughout, from 13 all through to Samson's life 16, you don't see something in any prayer meeting. But one of the things that was said about him was that, uh, which is very sad, one of the saddest verses of scriptures in the scripture. The Bible says that, uh, and she, that is Delilah, the Philistine. It says that said, the Philistines be upon thee. And Samson. He woke up out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. But what? He, and he wished not that the Lord has departed from him. The anointing was gone. The anointing was gone. Who tells us that well, the anointing is not like goose pimples. The anointing is not like wind. Either. so, if you are thinking about you want a win before you go and buy that property, you want a, you don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. He's not shaking. He's not shaking to tell you that God is with you. It's not also. A, it's not a feeling to tell him. For the word you have given the word. It's not a feeling for you to know that God has left you. But it is after when you touch. But he could pray. He could pray. When they gushed out his eyes, when they gushed out your eyes, what can, you can't read the Bible any longer, which is your source. When they take your vision, they took his vision off. But he held the two pillars and prayed. And prayed. And God listened to the prayer. May you be blessed in the name of Jesus. Another thing that I want to talk about is this, that is plaguing, is inconsistency. Number two is inconsistency. Number one is double life that Jesus solved for us. Number two is inconsistency. Are you there? Inconsistency is no. Once you have what you have started, you have to finish. Are you there with me? Mean, sometimes I see people they start a Christian work, they come into a church very active, doing this, doing this, doing inconsistency, inconsistency, and we Jesus have an answer to that, and we would I will look into uh, deep deep verses of scriptures about inconsistency. Okay. Listen to what Jesus says. You know, sometimes what people do not know is there is something called steadfastness that the Bible talks about Modern Christian. Are you there with me? Or faithfulness. And what did Jesus teach to help us to become consistent? In Luke chapter 11, I beg your pardon, Luke chapter 12, verse 42, he says something. Okay. He says... And the Lord said, who then is a faithful? In word, words, steadfast, consistent, worthy. Are you there with me? Who then is a consistent and wise servant, whom the Lord shall make ruler over his house, to give him the portion of meat in his season? So you find out that we have to be steadfast for heaven to endorse our steadfastness. Are you there with me? Even something good. The Bible tells us in Galatians, it says that do not be weary in well-doing. So people, they've done good, cook, they've cooked for the church, they've done ushering, they do. just as their blessing is about to come, then something happens to them, then they walk out of the assembly. I tell you, the Bible tells us that God is not unrighteous. Everything that you have done, whether it's recording, whether it's air condition you put on, whether it's drum you play, singing, you see, probably the pastor will not see, or man will not see. But have that relationship with God. You see, if somebody says, I will not cut my head because God says I shouldn't cut my hair, The same person didn't find out, ah, but if I put my head on uh, uh, Delilah's head, what would God say? Are you there? And that is happening to the body of Christ. Are you there with me? A part of us, we are for Christ. We are Christians. Another part of us, oh, this beer is for appetite. You know, oh, it's only Christmas. Oh, summer. Oh, it's a bank holiday. Oh, this one is just uh, Irish cream. They say uh, it doesn't really give a hangover and various things that they say. Oh, this is just champagne. Are you there with me? And people are watching us. Sunday, we take our Bible. For He has done. Ah, today the praise and worship was powerful. The anointing was there. Then on our way home, I want to drink Foster's. I want a chilled Foster's. Are you there with me? But what if sometimes we do not ask is that would that fortify the grace, knowing that the grace is not only for he has done great things, but you are supposed to be a deliverer, a financial breakthrough, an employer. Uh, you, are go- you are supposed God. You are going to be the battle hand. You are going to manifest God. You are going to manifest God. Please listen to me. I'm also talking to myself. I'm also talking to myself. I believe that this is the best times of our lives, especially in this assembly. Those that have been with us all these 10 years now going into 11. This is the best times. My dear wife says they had a dream of a certain couple. saying And I say, listen, they all want to come back because they didn't know. They thought we would finish. But I tell you, if you listen to what God is giving us, if you've been listening to this message, even in this season, Tells you how strong the hand of God is upon us. You are not the only person listening. I have pastors listening to me. And they give comments. You might not comment. And when they ask you, are you understanding this? Because these things are heavy. If only you will believe. If only you will believe. There is an anointing upon your life. Double standard will not help it. Watch it. Inconsistency will not help it. Inconsistency will not help. It's a steady, you see. In my region of work, right, something sometimes they tell us that um, if you are walking in a tunnel and you see a drop of water falling on the rail, report it. Sometimes a drop of water falls about 10 drops a day or one drop a day. Why? Because over a period of time, it will break the rail. Over a period of time, the rail will be weak at that very point. And when a train is passing... It can easily break the rail or derail the rail. Just a drop of water onto a strong cast iron. Are you there with me? Because if they don't solve it, not, not like dripping, drop. but if you see signs that there's a drop there, civils have to come and do something Probably somebody's drainage on top is broken and he doesn't even know that he's leaking. They have to come and investigate. Just a drop, just a drop. because you see, when you, you see, people do not know the effect. You know there was a time that Jesus had his cousin's head has been chopped off. You know people said, we are going to funeral, so because of that we are not going to pray. They are not come on Skype. You see, he said, "Let us go to the other town also. Let's leave this vicinity." Consistency. Is somebody hearing me? It says that is you see, who is it that is a faithful and a wise servant? Who the Lord will make him? So the person who is going to promote you, he want to see consistency in your life. Consistency in what? Go to a few pages up in Luke chapter 16. It still talks about consistency. We'll read 10 to 12 very quickly. Okay, then we'll look at the parable of the talent. Is somebody hearing me? It goes on to say in Luke chapter 16 from verse 10. It says that he... He that is faithful in that which is least is also what? Faithful in that which is much. Then he that is unjust in that which is least. So if I, know that I don't think, you see somebody says, I want my minutes. I want to sing more than sinner. He started somewhere. So somebody says, I want to preach more than Benny Hinn. He started somewhere. By just consistency. Consistency. The same anointing. I say again. The same anointing as we have read, the Spirit of the Lord, as it is said, was on Samson. And the same Spirit of the Lord will also come on Jesus. And the same Spirit of the Lord is upon you in the name of Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? So if find out that if you see something to be little, 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 little ooh, then it goes on, verse 11. He said, therefore, he have not, he said that therefore, if therefore ye have not been faithful with unrighteous mammon, who shall commit unto you true riches? So you have to pass the test of unrighteous mammon for true divine breakthrough to come. Then he goes on to say, these are lessons from Jesus. Are you there with me? He goes on to say that if you have not been faithful with that which is another man, who will give you your own? Who will give you your own? If you have not been faithful with that which is another man, who will give you your know, Sometimes parents. We have special children, but are we bringing them up well? We are seeing they are going astray. Are you there with me? The Bible says that when Samson first moved, the first lady he chose to marry, the mother and father were troubled because they know that they they have a responsibility over the child. That God is going to use this child. But the Bible also says something in the first issue. That God, it was God that was moving him into the Philippines, Philippines, Philistines camp by giving him that desire to love a Philistine woman. But the mother and father played their part. Say, oh, why do you want to go to this place? Whilst you, we have people in your own. Jesus also made a move. He said, don't you know that I'm asked about my father's business and mother and father kept quiet. The mother and father kept quiet. Say, don't you know? Why are you troubling me? Am I because he has gone to sit in a church, hearing and asking questions at 12 years. May God help us as parents. I say, may God help us as parents. Now look at this. The parable of the talent. Jesus teaches again. The same look. Jesus teaches again about faithfulness. He says, well done, thou good. Because thou hast been faithful in little Da will have authority over ten cities. So you find out that sometimes if the breakthrough is not coming, the desired breakthrough, please, watch, watch, watch your faithfulness. One of the things that the Bible says that everybody that God is going to use, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 2. Okay, and I'm going to read it very quickly to you. This is Apostle Paul telling the church in Corinth. That it is very, 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 very important. One of the first things, because ever since God made Adam, Adam was already a man. That very day, Adam was ready to marry. God says, no, I'll not make that mistake again. I'm going to start everything else later from a baby. Then we'll go through to maturity stand. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, listen to what the Bible says. It says, let a man so take account of us as ministers of Christ and what? Stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in steward that a man be found faithful. <laughs> Moreover, it is required in steward. Now, who is a steward? A steward is somebody that something has been entrusted to. So if you begin to see yourself, that, oh, this has been entrusted to, this child has been entrusted to, this business has been entrusted, this husband has been entrusted to me, this child has been entrusted, this wife has been entrusted, this job has been this car has been entrusted to me. Are you there with me? If you begin to reverence and know that it has been given to you, a man can receive nothing itself given to him from above. Let us not forget. Is somebody hearing me? One of the things about inconsistency, Jesus was teaching his source. Are you there with me? Jesus teaches us never to forget the source of our anointing. Never to forget the source of our anointing. One of the things that we learned last Wednesday was that the Bible is telling us that our source is God. So which man intending to build a tower seated not down? Who is the builder? It's God. The Bible says God that builds all things. Hebrews chapter. The Bible tells us that a man... um, Except the Lord builds the house. So some, if you intend, what tower, what exactly do you want to build? Sought God more. Seek God more. The Bible says there was a man that saw Uzzah. That the more he sought God, the more he prospered. The more he sought God, the more, 2 Chronicles 25, that's right, the more he sought God, the more he prospered. Young guy, the person that invented engine. Today, engines are running. All of us, engines have worked and brought us here. Is somebody hearing us? Next week, probably, I'm going to begin on, uh, what was the third thing is uh, self-deception. Are you there? The third thing is self-deception. You are lying to yourself, self-deception. As something was lying there, you thought the anointing was there. Are you there me? You know, there comes a time, sometimes, right? Let me tell you, if I look back, I don't even remember how certain things have been done. How I paid, how I walked into certain places how I bought this, how I bought that, how I bought it, and how I went through all the payments. and Because it's like we're living in like a like a dream or you're living, you don't even feel it. But when you begin to feel it, know that something has lifted off. When you're paying your tax, you're struggling. Know that because you can do it with ease. The same thing, you can pay every day, every mortgage, you can do every, start every business, you can do it with ease. Self-deception is worrying the church right now. There are things that are said, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Irrespective of whatever difficulty you are going through. The Bible says it several times. It shall come to pass. May every difficulty come to pass in the name of Jesus. May you draw lessons from these teachings. These are practical lessons. Just see for yourself how you are understanding the word. Somebody is not understanding. Somebody even doesn't have the grace to sit down these 40 minutes and hear this word. Please, let something come out of it. Don't go. After this, and go and partner with um, unequal, unequal yoke with unbelievers. People that you know, they are not destined. You are the deliverer for the family. You are the deliverer. You cannot just sit here two hours, be part of the praise and worship, just uh, running your ear, getting revelation. Then after the rest of the 22 hours, all your lifestyle is with unbelievers and people that will not edge you on. How can you begin something great like this? The Bible says that he rose up early in the morning when people wanted to divert his course. He said, no, let us go to the other town because he was a man of purpose. He was a man focused. I see you becoming purposeful. I see you becoming focused in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May you watch over you and supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. Until we meet again, I tell you the next time we're going to sit that we're going to look at more verses of scripture concerning this truth. And I tell you, the sky will be the limit. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.